Yo, yo, giggity, yo, yo, welcome back to the podcast. It's your host, Deshaun Beasley on Instagram, Coach Bees. That's Coach underscore Bees, B E A S. And on today's show, man, I had a dope conversation with my business partner, my good friend, my actual ex college teammate, Chris Bozeman out of Dayton, Ohio, man. And and in this episode, man, we talk a lot about the recruiting process, you know, how he was able to get recruited to my college, actually. And, you know, what are some things that high school athletes need to look out for, you know, as they're going through the recruitment process and things they need, that they need to seriously consider as they're as they're going through their athletic career, you know, in high school. And then even, you know, if they're blessed, blessed to be able to play at the collegiate level. So share this with a friend, a family member who's interested in playing sports in general at the college level, because like I tend to say many times, the sports are similar when it comes to the recruiting process. The entire process is pretty similar. It's pretty much the same process. So this can be applicable to volleyball, football, tennis, all of that. All right. So take a listen, man. I hope y'all enjoy it and catch y'all on the flip side. Peace. Deshaun. So you can hear me. What's going on, my guy? How are you? I'm good, bro. Good, man. Good to hear from you. I'm happy that you could, you know, take the time out of your out of your Sunday, you know, to hop on the call and you know, spread some wisdom, spread some love to, to all the listeners out there, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, man. So everybody who's a guest on my podcast, I have them introduce themselves and then give me three things that they're grateful for. So that's where we'll start. Take it. From. All right. So my name is Kurt, Chris Bozeman. And three things I'm thankful, grateful for is God, of course, because he's always making sure that he continues to bless me and continues to show me the wisdom and just helps me through situations that I've been going through. Second, my future fiance, I appreciate her so much. She's done a lot and been supporting me through everything. And last but not least, everyone that's involved in our business would be Seductions. Definitely, definitely grateful for all those team members, man. That's what, that's what this is about, man. So we'll go ahead and uh, segue into the conversation. I'll, uh, so I'll just ask you, like, what was your experience with the recruiting process, you know, coming out of high school, you know, looking for colleges? Kind of, you know, tell us your background and your story, how, how you were recruited to play in college and, and kind of your, your journey. All right, so after my senior year playing over at Belmont, uh, I ended up taking a year off of school because my grandma she had got diagnosed with cancer and it just got worse. So I took a year off and I started going to the combine, started going to the clinic, started going to all these exposure camps and I ended up finding uh, Wright State. And I spoke with the coaches and of course I spoke with you and a few other teammates and I was welcome, welcome aboard. And it was just a great experience. Uh, learned a lot, even though I had a short season due to my knee injury that I suffered and ended up playing at the University of Ohio State. And that's where a lot of things just took off for me. 
where I was able to not only set records, but get better opportunities on and off the court to the overseas. Mm, dope, dope. I kind of want to rewind a little bit back to your uh, recruitment journey. Um, the initial recruitment journey, I mean, what got you to Wright State, my school? Um, what was it that made you make that decision to go to Wright State? Like, what what were some key selling points that were offered to you that, that made that an attractive school for you, an attractive option? Well, I mean, first off, it was just the environment. Hmm. Both from you guys and also just the environment from the, the uh, staff. You know, they was making sure that they did everything they could to help me get into the school, give me the scholarships and everything, and making sure that my paperwork went through pretty well. And just all in all, just I love the atmosphere. And that's what you guys that are currently looking for colleges, that's the type of – those are the type of things you have to look for. You got to make sure that, you know, it's going to be a great fit for you. You just don't want to go to a school because it's popular or because it's D1, the North Carolinas, the Dukes, the uh, Kentuckys, and all of them. You want to make sure that it's going to make you not only better on the court, but also off the court. And uh, during, like I said, during the recruiting process, it was just a great experience and a great learning tool. Um, and again, you guys, y'all really sailed it for me. You know, y'all was inviting me to come up to the school and work out with you guys. And y'all was messaging me and telling me, like, hey, I need you to work on this. I need you to work on that. For me to just come and meet you guys day one and then y'all start taking me in as y'all brother, you know, that's that's the greatest feeling. And that's what all athletes want to have when they step on the court as a freshman in college. So that, that, I was, I'm going to yeah. I'm going to I want to add in to what you said, because that that attributes to the culture. You know, mm-hmm. like like a lot of players, when they try to find a school, they don't take into account the culture of the program. They don't take into account, you know, to ask the players who are at that program, you know, what's what's the culture like? You know, do we have gym access? You know, like how are yeah. the coaches? You know, how is the interaction between the players? You know, because that's a that's a big thing. I see a lot of players who go to schools and they're unhappy just because they're like, you know, my teammates, they don't want to get in the gym. They're lazy. That's attributed to the culture. You know, you're only you're not going to know about the work. Just think about it like a job. You're not going to know about the workplace culture unless you ask somebody who works there. Right. It's, easy, it's easy to ask a manager or a GM <laughs> what the culture is. They're not in it. You know what I mean? They're not they're not on the the staff floor on a daily basis. You know, same thing with the athletes. You have to ask the teammates who are in it on a daily basis, who are going to classes, who are going to the gyms for the workouts, you know what the culture is like because that's a huge selling point because like you said i really want to expose something that you said i was going to be able to grow on and off the court that's that's a huge part of the recruiting process that a lot of players overlook i just wanted to i just wanted to expound upon that upon those those key things that you said because i thought those are very key those are two very key things in the recruiting process that are often overlooked right yeah because i mean if you're not in I'm going to go back on, you know, the work ethics. You know, when I very first met you guys and then I got on campus, it was instantly, especially you, even though you got on our nerves. <laughs> no, let's go to the gym. You know, let's go to the gym. I got a gym. I got a gym. And I'm looking at you like, all right, man, you know what? I'm ready to work. 
and those are the type of teammates that you want to have because again y'all not going to be able to connect if y'all not working with each other and that's just on the court off the court y'all got to make sure that y'all all hold each other accountable for y'all grades because what y'all really need to understand is education is a passport to y'all future so if you're not going to be and i'm not saying that y'all not going to be successful as athletes but you really have to take a step back and think so say if like for me for example my athletic career is over, but I had a backup plan, but I just never thought of it. A lot of us athletes, we say that we don't want to think of a B plan, but at the end of the day, you really are. You're thinking about what you're going to do outside of athletics all the time because you never know. God could just take the athletic career right in and there. Right. So that's why um, that's why I said, you know, you want to be somewhere where you're going to have advancement off the court. So when I transferred to the University of Ohio State, not only did I have a great athletic career, but also off the court, I had a great academic year where I uh, had National Honor Society uh, made the dean's list, president's list. It then ended up getting many opportunities job-wise to go in my career field. But still, I chose the basketball route because I was still able and willing to still have a career. So you guys really, y'all have to really sit and dwell on that. And then listen to what I just said. Education is the passport to your future. And then think, you're a student athlete, student first, athlete second. So you got to hit them books because, again, you never know how long your athletic career is going to last. That's just not with basketball. That's just with every sport. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, back to what I was saying with you, um, you getting us into the gym every day and helping us. And then on top of that, you was on top of us on our grades. Right. You know, and you was a leader. You like inspired a lot of us to be better. Some, yes, some no, but you know, that's just how it is with uh, playing at the college level and just the teams you had. So I had took upon what you had taught me and took that over to the University of Ohio State where I was basically the leader of the team. I was making sure we were getting in the gym. I was making sure everybody was staying on top of their grades. And, um, you know, we had an amazing year. We made it to the March Madness, made it to the Final Four. We lost. Um, But, yeah, it was just like that learning experience my freshman year. And, again, even though it got cut short, I still learned a lot just from you and uh, Josh and Burns. That you know, dedication to hard work mm-hmm. on and off the court is going to get you somewhere in life. Exactly. In life, man. In life. Because the basketball in any sport is just a vehicle to take you through life. You know, it's just a it's just a pit mm-hmm. stop. You know, you don't you don't know how long you're gonna be in that vehicle, you know, because that car can break down at any point in time, but you gotta ride it, you know, as long as you can, as long as you're willing, as long as you're able. Yeah. And I think what um, I think what a lot of most athletes, and this is just coming from me personally, it's like we don't want to quit. Like even if you hear the doctor say, or you hear your agent, or you hear the coaches say, "Look, it's over," you know, it's like a, it's like something that just does it does something to you. Like when I heard that I was done playing, you know, it's like okay, what am I supposed to do now? You know, because that's all you know is basketball. Like, yesterday, me and my girl, we had went to Walmart, and, you know, she did her women's shopping. So I was in the sporting 
the sporting section, and I was playing basketball like I was in a game. You know, it's just it's a when you stop playing, it's like you still want to be involved with the game, but you have to understand that yes, you're done playing, but it's so many different opportunities to stay involved with the game of basketball or with the game of football or running track, playing soccer, whatever you know the sport that you're doing. Yeah. So, right, because it's all the same. Yeah, it's all similar. This, yeah, and like you said, the vehicle that you're driving right now as an athlete, you know, just keep keep driving it until you're done. But once that vehicle crashes and it's over, find a new vehicle. And if you really love and still had a passion for the sport that you're playing, that next vehicle can be what me and you are doing, which is the recruiting, which is the, the training, the scouting, right, and you know, just the motivational speaking and also just giving back to your community. Right. That's actually a perfect segue, man. So, so let me ask you for, for those who are listening, what is your motivation, you know, to do the recruiting and the, and the mentoring and the thing and the motivational speaking that you're doing, like what drives you, what is it okay, that, so that made you gravitate towards that? Recruiting. I want these kids in Dayton, Ohio, to get out of this city. They don't need to be here. I'm not saying Dayton is terrible. I'm not saying Dayton is bad. But what I'm saying here is that y'all need to leave. There's no growth here. As an athlete, there's no growth. You're going to be stuck. You're going to have people that's going to make you stuck here. So that's why, I mean, I don't, and then also, I want to get back to my community. And give back to all the high school athletes that I see potential in getting out of here and doing something. And most of my athletes, I don't even talk to them about the athletic side. I talk to them about career-wise. Um, and then what got me into the motivational speaking, right, right. it's just a lot of young, young kids that don't really have a role model which is the father figures or a big brother or going through situations where they don't really have nobody to rely on and talk to. So with us giving our stories and telling them, you know, what we went through, that's giving them the hope for giving them the key things of looking at their lives and thinking like, man, he went through this. Cause how I look at it, we all have a story and we all got a testimony, right? But the truth of the matter is, do you want to be walking with the story that you're going through or do you want to be a better advancement of your past? Like, if you was to look at me, you would look at me and be like, oh, man, Chris, you know what? You the funniest dude. You always got the hype energy. You always doing this, always doing that. But if somebody was to take time and to ask, man, Chris, what did you really go through to get to this point? You would look and be like... Damn, you went through that. You don't even look like it. But you don't want to look at you don't want right. to look like what you've been right. through. Because if you do, then you're going to be, you know, just depressed all the time, sad all the time, or you just never going to be happy. It's it's a it's a it's a saying, man. It's not what you go through, it's what you grow through. There's a lot of times where people go through things. And they let the, right. that, that situation become their identity because they don't they don't learn from what it what 
what that situation, you know, had brought them. And, and just like to rewind back with what you're saying, you know, you're saying how you want kids to get out of Dayton because of it's easy to be stagnant. And of course you're relating it to Dayton because that's the community you're directly influencing, but it goes for any neighborhood. There's a lot of neighborhoods, even suburban America. There's a lot of neighborhoods where kids are around other kids who lack goals, lack motivation, lack the intense desire to want better for themselves. So I feel like, you know, that kind of goes into one of the reasons why I wanted to do it was to be that motivation. Like you said, to show people my scars and let them know, hey, you don't have to have these scars because I can show you how to avoid these scars. But at the same time, these scars have made me who I am today. You're going to go through things and you're going to get scarred. But like I said, it's not about what you're going through. It's about what you're growing through and how you're learning from those situations. Because, you know, I was just going through it. It's funny. It's funny how everything goes full circle. I was just training a client today and he was struggling with his jump shot. Every time he missed a shot, uh, throwing his hands up, making all these nonverbal signals of, of frustration. And I was telling him, like, why are you missing? I don't know. Well, it's kind of like having a check engine light on your car. If you don't go figure out why that light is on, the light is going to stay on. And you're just going to keep getting frustrated instead of figuring out why the light is on. Oh, it's on because of this. And then fixing the problem. That's life. You're going to have things that happen to you. You have to figure out why that thing happened and then figure out what can I do to make sure it doesn't and happen also, again. That's how you life grow. Is just That's all how about you lessons. That's really what it is. It's about lessons. Exactly. Every day you're going to have a lesson yes, to learn from. No matter what it is, it could be the silliest thing or it could be the most serious thing that happens in your life. Right. So it's just all about the lessons. And then right. also, it's also about letting people go from your life that doesn't have no impact, no involvement, no, no, uh, what I want to say, no direction in your life. So if I'm going to have somebody in my life and they're not giving me the same energy that I need, then I'm not going to keep them. So I'm going to say, for example, right. And I'm not just saying this because this is my girlfriend, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm saying this because me and her, right. She has made me want to do more better, not only just for us, but for myself to make sure that I put my needs and what I need to do and what I'm destined to do, right? That's the type of person that you need. Or like just friends in general, you need people in your circle that wants to see you be successful. And maybe it may not be the same thing that you like to right. do. So, like, me and you, bro, like, we're athletes. So, of course, we're going to connect with what we're doing, the personal training and the recruiting. But we're going to flip the script, and we're just going to say, yeah, bro, I don't know nothing about basketball. I don't know nothing about sports, but I know how to build a website, and I know the ins and outs of how to do the recruiting. I'm going to help you, and I'm going to be in your circle, and I'm going to give you the steps and stones and do what I can do. Because how I look at it, everybody has a role in your circle, right? The role of each person has a strength and a weakness, but we all can pick each other up on what we're lacking. So if I'm lacking ball handling, 
but I'm a great shooter. But you're a great scorer. I mean, a great dribbler, but lacking shooting. We can just wrap that around, and you can mold me, and I mold you, and then you never know what can happen with the athletes that we're training. Right. right. So it's just more a fact right. of those that's in your circle and those that are around you. We all have a role, but we have to understand the role that we're playing in this circle of friendship and uh, relationship, or just in life in general. Right. So that's really how. You have to wrap yourself around people. You can't, everybody's not going to be your friend. You know, and everybody is either going to use you or people is going to really benefit for you. You really have to sit back and analyze people and really visual, I mean, not visualize, analyze people and really sit back and think like, okay, you support me with this, but you're doing it in a way that I'm not really agreeing with. Or you really support me, so I'm gonna keep you around. You right. know, that's how you really have to look at people. Right. You gotta be aware of who's influencing you and also be aware of who you are influencing. That's powerful. That's very powerful. Man, so in closing, man, um, you know, is there any last any last bit of information, insight that you wanna give to the listeners out there, man, we've covered a lot, a lot of insightful information. But if you had to leave them with one last thought, um, or for one my last athletes, thing, what would that be? It's literally just this: look at yourself in the mirror, and ask, no matter of fact, this is for everybody. Look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself: Are you committed or not? And what I mean by that is, in this thing of life, and I finally realized you're gonna have struggles, negativity. You're going to have you're going to have struggles and negativity, right? Just in life in general. But the truth of the matter is all of those are opportunities for you to rise up to the occasion of what you're going to. To pursue greatness. So with that being said, do you want to be great or do you want to be mediocre? Do you want to be a basic person in your life and never understand what values you have in your life or do you want to pursue greatness and show not only yourself but to the world what you really can do in this walk of life that you're having that's really and um and I'm gonna just give it to you like this you either want to be the it of your legacy or an if of your legacy and if you don't understand what I mean by that is the key word if a lot of people say, if I did this, if I did that, if I did this, I'm 40 years old, man, what if I, what if I, you don't want to be like that. Because at the end of the day, a lot of people are going to look and be like, man, what if, what if Chris had to just pick up a basketball? What if these had to kept going with the athletics? What would have happened? You know, you don't want to have those stories hitting in your head. Yeah. Or you don't want to just sit back on the couch and just think like, what if I did this? What type of impact would I have had? You know, don't worry about the if. Worry about your it. Worry about the legacy that you want to leave, not only for yourself, but for your friends, your family, loved ones. And if you're about to have a little family, you know, let your family be, be uh, see an example of you or 
see that, okay, you know what, my cousin went through this or my best friend went through this or my son or whatever went through all of these things. Because in order to be great, you have to have an impact on other people to change their lives also. Mediocre, Mm -hmm. you're basically in the same set Mm -hmm. with the same people that don't want to do anything. So involve yourself around Mm -hmm. people that want to leave a legacy Mm -hmm. and don't just hang around the norm. So that's pretty much it, bro. Right. And that's powerful, man. I Once again, I appreciate your time on this Sunday evening, man. And, and for those who, who are interested in, you know, getting some recruiting aid, some recruiting advice, go to trainlikebeast.com um, and reach out to us, man, however we can help you, mentoring, personal training, basketball training, oh, whatever it may be. Awesome. And with that, signing <laughs> off, man. Chris. Man, uh, um, I just want to say yes, sir. an amazing weekend. You know, your boy just turned 25. I feel old. Um, You know. It's been amazing. Uh, but, yeah, like B said, if you guys want to get in contact with us, do it. Because you never know what can happen. I'm telling y'all, this is, a, this is a great opportunity. And I'm not just saying that because this is what me and B's is doing. I'm saying it because this is something that I wish we had. Because you're not going to be able – you're not going to right. have – no recruiting programs that's going to be serious. That's going to give y'all the motivational talking or just stay on top of you guys all the time with y'all grades. Like I tell all my athletes that I meet, grades is important to me. I don't care what type of player you are. I don't care if you're a LeBron. I don't care if you're a Kevin Durant. Hold on. Let me flip that. I don't care if you're a Kevin Durant, a LeBron, a Michael Jordan, a Kobe. I don't care what type of player you are. Because again, like I said early in this segment, that education, right? That's the greatest thing that you want to obtain before anything else. And if you don't believe me, look at NBA players that retired. Look at NFL players that retired. They all went broke. They don't have an education. And they're doing exactly what everyone else is doing, a nine to five, right? So why not go pursue an education? Mm -hmm. So when you do make it to the NBA, the NFL, or overseas, like me and uh, Bees did. But you still got an education to fall back on. So your athletic career is over, like how mine is. Right. I had something to fall back on, and now I'm doing something that I still love to do, right? So just take that into initiation, because, again, right. a lot of programs that are out here, they just want to get y'all and just want y'all to focus on athletics. So I hope that really drilled into y'all, and I really hope that y'all just start hitting us up on the Facebook, the Instagram, and Twitter, and just follow us. And if y'all got any questions, again, don't hesitate to ask, because at the end of the day, this is about y'all. This is about us helping y'all get into the next level. Exactly. Sir, yes, sir, indeed. All facts, man. That's that's all love, all from the heart, man. I can feel the passion, bro. I love it, bro. And I'm one happy belated, and two, man, I'm happy to have you on the squad, man. man I appreciate it, bro. You are, hey, man. I I miss playing. I miss playing with you, bro. Like for real. I ain't gonna lie. It ain't, you know. I really still do hate you. Feel me? Like how you like worked us to death. You know, I was so happy that. 
we had departed as teammates because, you know, like, I couldn't take it no more. Like, it was so much built-up energy, and I'm glad I could let it out now. But I love you, though, bro, because, you know what, if it wasn't for you, and I'm not just saying this because, you feel me, we business partners, we old teammates, but honestly, I do appreciate everything you did for me on the athletic side. And also just as being like that big brother that I really needed and that I lost years ago. You feel me? Like you really pushed me to be the athlete that I that I was before I had to hang up the shoes. So I do appreciate that for real. And that's a that's it. That's it. I'm not gonna get emotional. I'm not gonna get emotional. I ain't gonna get us emotional. All right. We're gonna leave it on a good tip. We're gonna leave it on a good tip. <laughs> Yo, man, I received that and I appreciate that, man. man. And I appreciate you putting up with my crazy work ethic, man. man. Being in the gym hey, four, five times though. a day, man. I appreciate you putting up with <laughs> You know, <laughs> Jesus needed it. <laughs> he knew we needed it for real. But all right, man. Well, um, <laughs> great talking to you. And again, thanks for having me on. And we'll link up later on this week. And Many more, yes, sir. many more to come. Yes, sir. Many more episodes to come, my guy. Yes, sir. Always. All right, my guy. Bless yeah. up, man. Want to thank you for listening to the podcast. And if you enjoy what you heard, please share with a friend, a family member, a coworker, or anybody who you think can get value from it. And don't forget to subscribe, whether you're on Apple Music or Google Play. We'll keep giving you that fire content. All right, y'all. Have a blessed one. Peace.